All right. Title for this message is Who is Rejected from the Kingdom? I titled it that way because I think it's important for for us to understand that everybody is not going. Everybody ain't going to heaven. They may want to go to heaven, but ain't nobody going. As as that old saying says, everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there. And you have to die to yourself to get to heaven. All right, but we dealt with that last week. This week we're talking about hell. Now, I'm not referencing this hell that often, but I'll just let you up front. That's what I'm talking about. Who is rejected from the kingdom? The short answer is, is any and everyone who denies Jesus as the Christ will be cast into the hell, into hell, and then into the lake of fire. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He is the second part of the Godhead. When he came down from heaven as a baby and then grew up as a young man and then as a minister and a teacher of the word about how God, how God loves us and how he, he forgives sinners, he came as God fully. And if we, and salvation came through him. In order for salvation to come, there must be the shedding of the blood. That is why he had to go and die on the cross, right? Just doing a quick recap. So he died on the cross. His... No. 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 I wish he could have. That'd been a whole lot better than what he had to deal he with. He would live forever. He does live forever. He does live forever. And just anybody listening, they were answering answering the question. It's fine. Um. I want to, now I want to answer that question. <laughs> um, the, 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 if you have to go to the Old Testament to understand why he couldn't just shed a little blood. God requires a living sacrifice to appease sin. So to quench his wrath on sin, there must be a shedding of the blood to appease it, to deal with it. So. However, because our the, in the Old Testament they use animals, so when Adam and Eve sinned, God um, uh, killed an animal, made them clothes, and sent them on their way to a, forgive to appease for their sin, to uh, forgive their sin. So it was an animal. Now the animal animal's blood doesn't take away sin because it is not a perfect sacrifice. It appeases, but it does not fulfill. Okay, so. Because it doesn't fulfill, they have to keep doing it to appease God's wrath about sin. Because God cannot turn his back against sin. He would cease to be a holy God if he did that. So he ha it has to be dealt with. So the question was, why couldn't Christ just shed a little blood and then, you know, that, 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 that he didn't have to die, that the death that he died. Because sin wakes up with us every day. It is a part of us. It, it, uh, the original sin was passed down from Adam. When Adam disobeyed God, sin entered into the world and into every man, young boy, male or girl for the rest of mankind, right? So now God says there must be a shedding of blood for the, for the, for the remission of sins. So we, we as men and women cannot be the perfect sacrifice because we are sinful. It was passed down to us from our father, Adam. So, 
Now, God comes to because right after they sit in the world, before before God, you know, sheds the blood, he gives he, he speaks the prophecy of what's to come about how this um the um the promise would would brew would would bruise Satan's head, but he would the Satan would bruise his heel. He was referencing Christ coming, that he would suffer a little while, but the devil ultimately would take the ultimate the ultimate suffering because he would be cast into hell. He would he pretty much would lose his kingdom, which is the earth, which he has. He's he's roaming free now because he's on a leash. That's just quick a uh, uh, quick synopsis of that. Now, as far as the blood goes, now because we 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 are sinful, we have a um sinful nature that was passed down from 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 our father Adam. We can't pay for our own sin on our own because our blood is tainted with sin. When Christ came, he had no biological father. So Joseph was his stepfather. Mary was his mother biologically, but Joseph was his stepfather because there was no biological re um, reference from him, passed down from him to Jesus. Jesus was, was conceived by immaculate conception, meaning the Holy Ghost came to Mary and impregnated her. When she was impregnated, it was the Lord Jesus. So now when he came, so when he, so pretty much she didn't have to have sex to get pregnant. Now, everybody can't make this claim, okay? So if you get pregnant nine times out of ten, now I'm having ten times out of ten, you was having sex to get pregnant, all right? You ain't married. Just to be clarifying, I don't want nobody to take that out of context. So because that happened, he was able to come into the world sinless. Sin did not pass down to him at all because his father was God the Father, Amen. not Joseph. Now, Joseph raised him as his own son, taught him everything he needed to know and teach him before he was able, eventually he passed away. And then now Jesus is a walking, talking, perfect, sinless man. Amen. He walked perfect. He talked perfect. He acted perfectly before God. That's why God said, this is my beloved son. Here he him. I, he is well pleasing unto me. Right. We couldn't get that because we were sinful. We still are sinful. Christ knew this and he came. Right. So he, he teaches for three years. He tells his disciples, I must suffer greatly for your sakes. They don't understand what he's saying, yada, yada, yada. They deal with it. And then the day comes where he is crucified, excruciated. As a matter of fact, his crucifixion was unlike any other. Because normally you didn't get whipped and crucified. Nor did they drive nails through your, your wrist in that matter. He took a brutal Oh, man, just un, un inhumane type of death. They bled him to death, literally. He was on that cross for, I don't what, six hours, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I'm not going to get it down to the details. But he was on that cross for a long time, and he literally bled out. So his blood spilled out of him. When they stabbed him inside with the heart, when they stabbed him in the heart, first they, when they were whipping him, he was bleeding. So he's bleeding out. So when he gets on the cross and they shove the nails in his wrist, he's bleeding out. And when he's eventually stabbed in the heart, he bleeds out the rest. So he he was bloodless when he left. And the reason why he has to be a living, he has to be the sacrifice and to be perfect. Because when you sat in the Old Testament, when they would sacrifice the animal, they would cut the throat and they would cut the body in half and then burn it on the altar. 
made, leading all of the blood out. They removed the, the kidneys, the intestines, the heart, and then it would, they, they would burn it for a, a, a sin offering or a sacrifice offering or a free offering or whatever, the, depending on whatever the offering was they were offering, okay? And the same type of sacrifice needed to be made for us to remove sin finally away from mankind. Now, now, Christ died, right? He sacrificed, he bled out, he, you know, God raised him from the dead. He went on back to be, 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 be part of the Trinity again. Now, here's the part that people get messed up. Because he bled out and he died and rose again, he appeased God's wrath on sin. So he made a down payment for it. Okay? The only way you receive this down payment is if you receive Jesus Christ as God in the flesh, a part of the Trinity, a part of the Godhead, and as God. If you try to bypass his sacrifice, you are rejected. And no remission of sins is, is available for you because you don't accept the son. That's why, and this is why, you know, you know. It also this goes in hand in hand with the birthright. Amen. That's why the, first, the firstborn son receives more than the rest of his siblings because he has a birthright. Jesus Christ is the firstborn of the living, of the resurrected. He was the first one resurrected. People like, you know, you can you get, into, get into the, um, about a young lady that, that Christ resurrected and or what well, she was sick and then she died and he rose up and then Lazarus. Uh, yeah, truly, but none of them were dead as long as Christ. Christ was dead three days. So he was, his body was literally beginning to rot. Well, it should have, it didn't rot, but it should have rotted. He was soulless and lifeless and God rose him from the dead. So he was literally resurrected from nothing. <laughs> his body was here. His spirit and soul was gone. He was brought back fully. He was the first resurrected. He is the new Adam. So he paid the price. He shed his blood. He offered that sacrifice to God. God's wrath is appeased for man only if you accept it. Amen. That's why there's a free gift. Amen. You have an option to receive this gift. Does that make any sense? Amen. Oh, okay. You know, I, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I am, but I, I still want to explain it to you because I want you. I want you to be able to get it. So, um, that's the aspect of that's what. That's what I'm, I'm not just a preacher. I'm a teacher. I, I, I believe. I believe wholeheartedly. The people of God need to be taught the word. It need to be understood. It needs to be understood. It needs to be communicated. You should need no dictionary or no encyclopedia to be able to follow me, right? A child your age should be able to understand exactly what I'm saying. Because you're you're old enough and your brain is functioning enough for you to be able to understand that. So um Christ did. If you don't accept that's what this is what I, this is why I start off that way. If you don't accept Christ, there there there's I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, because he did the work. He did he did the work we could not do. The, the reason and that's why he had to come and die. I used to ask that same question, well, why did why did he have to suffer such a horrible death like that? Because if he doesn't suffer a death like that, I would have to suffer it. And, and even, and here's the, here's the kicker part. Even if I suffered that death, it still wouldn't be enough to be, to be sad, to be saved. Amen. Because my, because I have sin nature. Amen. I can't be cleansed by, by my own blood. I needed something that was Amen. more powerful than mine Amen. to overcome that. So that's why we needed, we needed God to do it. 
That's 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 essentially what it is. We need we need somebody perfect and sinless to do it because we could not do it. Now, judgment is still coming. But if you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as you accept him as God, as you accept him as the way, the truth, and the life, you won't see that judgment. Your slate is wiped clean. Amen. You are free from that. Amen. Can you still sin? Yes, but now you have grace. He is gracious and, and loving to forgive your sin now if you would only confess it and ask for forgiveness and repent and turn away from that sin and then begin to walk in his ways and his truth and his light. So now it's not, you ain't got to cut your So now you don't have to go cut up an animal for, 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 sin, for sin. It's dealt with. Just ask for forgiveness and do right. It's too simple for some people. Some people really want to hold on to the old law and they believe that, no, no, you got to keep doing it that way. No, no, no. Christ, if, if you don't accept his crucifixion, if you don't accept that he died on the cross for you, then you know, you're going to keep content, trying to continue to work by the law. But the law only tells you how bad you are. It can't help you. You know what I'm saying? That's like the laws of the land tell you if you break this, you know, you, you know, you're, it, that's it for you. It's the same way with the laws back then. If, you know, these things, you're, these things you will do or you're, you're most likely, these are the sins you're going to commit and you can't stop it. You can't because you have sin nature. Because your way of thinking is sin nature. It is to re rebel against God wholeheartedly. You may do good for a little while, but you'll go back to doing exactly what you were naturally born to do, sin. So, I'm trying to answer the question in detail. I didn't want that's, that, that. That was uh, too deep of a question just to just slide by. So, <laughs> um, all right, let's get let's keep going. I ain't got that was just the first sentence. God dang. <laughs> now I understand how some will be offended. And I just want to say to, to say the offense is yours, it's not mine, right? I'm the messenger. It's not my job to, uh, to make you, you know, receive, you know, the word that the Lord has given. It's your job to deal with it. You know, a lot of people get upset. You know, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not apologizing for the gospel. I'm not apologizing for anybody that's hearing me. I'm apologizing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not apologizing because it's just the word. I'm just repeating it. It's up to you to believe it. If you don't believe it, it's out of my hands. If you believe it, I want to help you get a chance to understand it. That's it. <laughs> I, too, was on my way to a burning hill, but God saw it fit, fit to interrupt my life and prove to me I was a low-down, dirty sinner. Right? See, that's the first thing. You have to understand that that's who you are. If you reject it, if you say, no, 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 I'm a good person. You know, I, I love God. I love people. I give to the homeless. But you don't love, you know, you don't follow in Christ. You don't accept Christ as God. And you don't you don't follow his ways and you don't understand his doctrine and follow his doctrine, you still in trouble. Right? Because I said in my own heart, I don't need God to live. I did that personally. He made me eat those words. And anybody listening to me, you might have said the same thing. You better be careful because you very well will eat those same words. You do need God. You don't know it all. I thought I knew it all, I didn't. You see, you will never see the light of the truth if you don't see your sin the way God does. That's the, that's, that's the aspect that people don't understand. You don't see your sin the way God does, so you don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's not hurting anybody. It's hurting somebody. If it's not hurting a human, it's hurting him. All sin hurts him. You very well may be doing something that might only be... If it don't hurt hurting anybody around you, it's hurting yourself. And that's still hurting him because he created you in his image. Imagio Dei. Right? Image of God. 
That is everyone's problem. We don't see sin the way God does. And when that mindset, we easily dismiss sin. My hope in this message is to show you that what the word says, not, not my opinion or how I feel, but his holy word, right? Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I don't want to ever hear that, man. It would, it would just crush everything in me to live this life, to become a pastor, to you know, to be teaching the people Bible study and Sunday school and preaching the message Sunday after Sunday and Sunday for 40, 50 years just to get to the end. And he was like, I don't even know who you is, bro. Why are you here? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I couldn't fathom. I, I, I couldn't fathom. That's why I, I hold on to, you know, his word. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. I, 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 I ain't too big to repent and all. No, Lord, please forgive me. I'm in error right here. That's why I don't, I'm, I, I'm, if God brings sin to mind, I need to deal with it. I'm not trying to run from it. I've learned to hit sin head on and not throw it, push it, cast it to the side because, man, that, that closet get full real quick, real quick. I think Jesus made it pretty clear. It isn't about what you've done for him. Many charities and nonprofit organizations are working on behalf on the name of Jesus, but he is nowhere near the place. We have to understand that you can't do a work and slap his name on it and think that's from him. That is not how it works. It is not a salvation that is uh, works based. It is salvation based on faith based. You believe on him and your faith produces a work. Not you do a work and produce the faith. It cannot be the other way around. That way, that means you have an opportunity to boast and say, I did this for Christ. No. It cannot be that way. God is not going to give you the glory. That does not have work. If his son had to die on the cross, you ain't get jack. But salvation. You let him decide what rewards you get. You don't get to decide. You see, it's possible for you to do good works and not know Jesus. So obviously, evil people can do good works. That's not a certification into heaven. He specifically says, he that does the will of my father, which is in heaven. Now, depending on who you are, depends on what his will is for you. My will as of right now as a pastor of a church to start a church, to implement a church, to preach his word, to share the gospel to all who may hear, to all different ethnic groups, to live unto him, to be an example to those who are watching me. Because you better believe if you tell somebody you're a Christian, they're watching you. They're watching you. Because they want to see, see, is this man legit? That's why the Bible says you judge a man by his fruit. If my fruit, which is my family, which is, you know, the worst that I'm doing, you know, my charity, my, uh, um, my words, my speech, my actions, they don't show that I have the love of God in, in me and that I have the love of Christ and that I'm exhibiting all those features, then I'm a liar. And I'm not fit to be in the position that I am in. But he also says, I never knew you. He means, I never knew you relationally. We weren't close. We were strangers passing by instead of closely knitted friends. Now, people think that, I think, I'm, I'm not, 
not to say I think, but I know certain denominations may teach that you are once saved, always saved. That is not true. The Bible says that you must endure to the end. To the end. Meaning, once you were saved that day in church service, you need to continue to the end to obtain salvation. See, you're saved. How is it? Um, your soul is saved eternally. Your body is saved, being saved progressively. And, this, and I want to say the spirit is saving you uh, what, daily. Um, I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. However, but you get my point. You know, you're, 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 you're heading towards salvation, towards the end. And we have to understand, it's not that you can lose your salvation. It's that you can, you've never really bought into it. And you've never obtained it. See, you have to, we have to understand this. God doesn't erase our name from the, the Lamb's Book of Life. We erase our own name. We erase our own name by our own actions, by our own words, by our own contributions or whatever it is. You know, people right now are making a real big fuss about the Dr. Ravi Zacharias situation, about, you know, his sexual misconduct. Uh, he was one of my heroes um, in, in, as far as being an apologist and how to diffuse people's questions or dumb questions or how to bring the gospel to people, to a people who may or may not want to hear it in a hostile environment and he was a great help in that aspect but at the same time he was a man and he was flawed and I, I leave him in the hands of a just God and I prayed in those four or five months he had left that he was he was repentful and he turned away because here's the part that people don't want to like to hear is if he repent then he's good with God he may not be he may not be able to deal, not get away from the consequences which is his name being dismantled because they're, they're now they're trying to strip away his ordination and all that other stuff, and which is stupid because God gives gifts without repentance. So I don't understand how you can just start taking stuff when he's dead and gone. But that's just my two cents. However, you know, he was found guilty of this sexual misconduct. And his name is being ripped to pieces. But who do you think can give a greater judgment? He's already gone. He's dead already. He ain't coming back. Until you know the Lord Jesus comes back, so what makes what makes us think that we can even do we can do a more of a harsher judgment than that? You know, because what he said was still true when it comes to the gospel. It didn't change. His conduct and his works were were, were erroneous and and uh, deceitful, but he still helped a whole lot of people. He helped me. And just just a quick note on I I pray people understand what forgiveness is. I I, I really do. And you know, people are trying to you know you're trying to just we we have this we have this thing about this trying to destroy people when they do something wrong. Don't you know your sin will already take care of that? You don't have to add no, no extra fuel to that fire. If they if they sinning behind closed doors, the Bible says your sin will find you out. Bible also says what's done in the dark shouldn't be spoken in the light. It's not for you to go be digging up nothing. That sin going to pop up and, and sprout its own rotten fruit. You don't need no help from you. All right, let me get back to, the, back to the message. Just my two cents. That intimate relationship. And that is what he means about knowing you. Um, you got to be close. 
you know, in prayer, in fasting, in, in seeking him, seeking in the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and letting all that be added unto you. That's how you would know the Lord. That's how you, you wouldn't be able to receive that message from Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Religion without relationship is empty. Rules and regulations to follow to appear better on the outside when God is declaring a cleansing from the inside. I don't understand how saints want to be entertained by the world when world then world then want God to come and save them when it gets too much when it gets to be too much. Your, the Holy Ghost didn't warn you beforehand that you were in danger of hell's fire because I, I I believe He did, but I believe you ignored it. We ignore it. I want everyone to go to heaven. Why would you want to be tormented for all eternity with no relent? Because hell is going to be relentless. You ain't going to get no break. If you if you read this, the parable about the beggar and, 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 and the rich man, and the beggar was Lazarus, the beggar was, be, I mean, the, the rich man was being tormented. He, I'm, he's just having to look up and see, see Lazarus laying in the bosom of Abraham, which is like a, a, a word picture of him sit being he in a restful place in a restful position while he's being toe up from the flow up he's like because you dip your finger in the cool water and put it on my tongue and he said man i can't get across there to you and you can't get over here to me it's this a gulf in between us that ain't and there is no crossing over i can't get to you you can't get to me he said well somebody let me go tell my brothers about you know not to come to this place he said no your brothers have the prophets if they ain't gonna listen to them, they ain't gonna listen to you either. But before we get to this part, we are trying to. That's what we're doing now. We're warning people, right, left and right, said, "Don't do this. Don't live like this." There's a God who loves you and is calling for you to come to Him and to repent and to acknowledge the fact that you need salvation, that you need a Savior, and that you jacked up from the flow up. But people don't want that. Some most of us love our sin to the point where we won't even let it go. Why would you want to torment off all eternity with no relent? The short answer: You hate God. Everything about Him repulses you, and you have declared, "I don't need nor want you." And if you are in this group where you try to be silent on the issue, here's a reality check: Your silence speaks volumes. There is no neutral or neutron you. You have to pick willingly or ignorantly. If you've noticed, I didn't speak on all specific sin. Reason being, all sin gets thrown out of all of his presence. All of it. None of it gets a pass. None of it. We can. This is why we can't be silent about Christ. We don't get to. We don't get to sit there and just. Oh, I'm saved, but I'm not going to speak on. You know, I'm not going to share my testimony on how he saved me. No, we don't get to do that because you're called. Everybody's called to be a witness. The, the, the whole point of salvation plan is to be snatching people out of hell's fire, not for you to watch them walk into it. Huh, I got mine. You better get yours. No, 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 no. All sin will be punished and cast into the fiery furnace of hell. We're trying to snatch people from that. Keep them from that. Hold on to the, the faith that you have all that you have from the beginning. Don't let that go. There are some who are trying to influence the body of Christ that hell isn't real. Yeah, okay. You believe that if you want to. 
it's a made up don't be afraid of what you can't see really you can't see the the the, the the air molecules in the air, but if you can't, if you don't breathe it, you're going to die. Does that make it not there? How about gravity? Is it, why can't I jump up to the sun? Can't see gravity, but I know it's there. We make these claims about not being able to see something else, therefore it can't be real. That's just not smart. Dare I say, that's just dumb. I almost want to call it stupid. You, you, you just, you're just being unintelligible right Un, uh, um, You're just not being smart right now with that It just doesn't make any sense I can't see the food in your stomach But I know you ate <laughs> You know These people are wolves in sheep's clothing And they are cursed for preaching another gospel Galatians 1, 1 6-9 I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that he have received, let him be accursed. You know what he's saying? I've preached God's salvation plan to you through Christ Jesus alone, through faith alone, through grace alone. Don't let nobody come tell you that you can be saved by any other way. Amen. There is no other way to be saved. Other religions will tell you to do the best that you can and you, you hope for the best. No, salvation tells you believe in Christ Jesus and you will get the best. You'll get the best. Hell won't even be, in, it won't even be on your radar. Won't be in your head because you'll be in heavenly bliss. You'll just be, man, this is... What this is everything that I went through can't even be compared to what I'm getting right now. God loved me to know that he, he wants to bless me with paradise. If all that and all I had to do was walk away from sin. It's too easy, though, right? Watch these men and women check their fruits. It may appear goodly and right, but inside they have dead man's bones. They're dead inside and God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Greater is he who lives in me than he that is in the world. Why does that, that scripture make so much sense? Because we have a living God living in you. And he is greater than the one that is dead in the world. The one that has been condemned in the world. See, God is not condemning us. He is trying to elevate us to his sons, to children of God who will inherit the kingdom. Not inherit hell. If you reject Christ, hell is your destination. If you don't acknowledge the fact that you are sinful, hell is your destination. If you, <laughs> if you look and shake your fist at God and say, I don't need you. He going to say, okay. And hell is your destination. That's why we preach, preach the message. Not just to keep you out of hell, but to, to get you to understand and realize that, man, you flawed. You ain't all that in the bag of chips. You're not. So we beckon you and we pray for you and we encourage you to choose life and choose Christ. That it That is your key to the kingdom of God. Christ is the key. He is the key. He is the, the answer. He is the, the propitiation for our sins. He is the perfect sacrifice. He is the son of God. He is the one and true. He is the living truth. He is the bread of life. He is the true vine. 
He is everything that you need. Everything. But when we don't acknowledge the fact that we are messed up, toe up from the floor up. When we want to try to act like, try to rock that gray area where, you know what, man, I don't really kill nobody. I don't really bur- murder nobody. So, you know, I should be good, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hang right here. Like, like I'm cool with the Christians and I'm cool with the sinners. You know, I'm just going to be cool in the middle. Yeah, the, the, and, and then God, the devil owned the middle. That fence that you're trying to sit on because you're trying to be a neutron or you're trying to be neutral and neutrality and all that nonsense. Yeah, the devil owned that. He know what his fate is, but he know you too dumb and you too ignorant to check to chase and check the facts to figure out that he owned the doggone the deed to that fence. That fence belonged to him. God ain't got no fence. He's trying to get you to come in there. Why would he put a fence up? But because we we love our sin more than we love him, we reject him. And that's why hell is a real place. Hell was meant for the angels that rebelled against God. It was never meant for humans. But those humans who reject him, who don't want him, who say, peace, God. I don't ever want to see you no more. He going to say, okay. But you ain't going to go nowhere and be, be I don't, that's the part I don't, I don't understand. How you going to reject God? I think you're going to go somewhere and just live it up. We just going to be kicking it, chilling. You know, Kool-Aid. Red Kool-Aid and, and and barbecue for the rest of the, just all the time. We just gonna be kicking with our bros, cussing up a storm. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> That's not what hell is. It's not. It's a place of torture, torment. And folks be all bent out of shape. I can't believe a holy God would send somebody there. He didn't send nobody. There. You sent yourself. Uh-huh. He was trying to. He was trying to tell you about heaven. No, he not that he was trying. He did. His son came and he told you all about it. Told you, buy into me. Believe in me. Believe in me. But you chose to believe a lie. So he let you believe it. He res- this is what I tell people. That's why God respects your decision to be wrong. Because he sent them strong delusion. He said, all right, they don't want to believe the truth no more. Fine. But that's why God sends people like me to, to give it to you straight. No chaser, as they say. I want you to get the full effect. I want you to feel the weight of your own sin so you can say, I need some help. And that you'll run to a Savior. Because that's all I'm doing. That's the same thing that I did. I began to feel the weight of my sin and I ran to the Savior. And that's who I am now today. I'm telling another beggar. I'm, I'm one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. That's it. Nothing, I'm not trying. I'm not preaching no prosperity gospel. I'm preaching the gospel. The good news of Christ. And that's what we need to hear. That's what we need, especially in today's time. It's getting worse day by day, more than people know. The devil is just ramping it up, man, amping it up, amping it up. And us Christians are just too, we too nonchalant. We are literally one breath away from walking into eternity. And we don't take it seriously enough. And that's why we're communicating heaven versus hell. God doesn't want his people to go to hell. He wants them to go to heaven with them for all eternity. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Father, for sending your son, sending salvation's plan, Father. So explaining to us, to getting us to understand, Lord, that we need a savior. That we were imperfect to pay for our own sins. That we couldn't and that we needed something perfect. 
perfect. We needed a perfect person, a perfect God, a loving man to come to set us free from our own demise. And right now, Lord God, we just give thanks, Father, with our own lips. We give thanks that the salvation's plan was instituted from the beginning of man, that you saw fit to redeem us, to chase us, to chasten us, to love us unconditionally, to love us into the fact that there, that I love you with an everlasting love and my son loves you with an everlasting love to the point of death. And now here we have, we have the propitiation for sin. So now we only have to resist unto blood when it comes to sin. Resist unto blood. That's what you've called us to do, to reject it, to say, I will not sin against God, but I will live and love him forever. That he is my prize and that he is my rock of my salvation and that he has the better interest for me. And I will follow and trust and believe in him, that he is my Lord. He loves us more than we could ever know because he formed us before we were in our mother's womb. And right now, Lord God, your word, Father, your word, Father, is the lamp to our feet, leading us back home to you, Father. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for salvation's plan. Father, right now, be with us, Father. Your word says that greater is you that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you, Lord God, for living in us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.